Chaim, Nefesh Chaim, we're holding Nishar Dalet, Perek Tazayin. Nefesh Chaim says, A person is makabalan himself to all of Torah, Vagam ma'avirim umasalkim me'alav kala trodois vayanyonim. Me'al derech eretz. Me'al derech eretz. A person accepts the all of Torah, the yoke of Torah, so Hashem removes from him uh, every disturbance, every anything else which would interfere with him, which comes from the all derech eretz. And this is a Mishnah in Be'ekaravus, which he's going to quote in a minute, that uh, the matter of being accepting the all of Torah is that it removes from a person every other of. As well as anything else in this world which would prevent a person from his constant occupation on Torah, Hashem takes those things away from him. In the Mishnah, if a person accepts the yoke of Torah, then it's the, all of the Malchus, which means his obligation to the king, and at their inheritance towards normal the kind of things which people have to take care of in this world, Hashem removes them from him. Why? Because they're going to distract his Torah, and because of that, Hashem wants him to learn uninterrupted. Hashem takes any kind of interruption away. For Amro in the Midrash in the Tanchoma, Shemizeatam Nitna Torah b'Midbar. That's what Torah is given in the desert. Hashem shemidbar en Nizrav en Nevad. Just like a desert doesn't have to be plowed, it doesn't have to be cultivated. So same thing, I'm a kavala of Voltaire, parking and all of Derecharetz, which means he doesn't have to be involved in making a parnasa, in cultivating his ground, in looking after his crops. Hashem takes it away from him. And just like the Midbar, we were sustained without having to till the soil. Same thing, a person's a kavala of so Hashem takes care of him without him having to involve himself in what's called the old Derecharetz. Similarly, Kashem Shem Midbar, Einamayda Arnon, it's not a place which is under the jurisdiction, under the rulership of any king, and therefore there's no taxes in the Midbar, there's no responsibilities to the to the executive of the country. So similarly, a person in Torah is free from that responsibility as well. Now, the Nevesh Chaim is going to bring us three sources from the Zayar, from Chazal, from Tanad Veliyahu, and uh, we have to see what he's coming to, he's always put together with the different Makairis, the different sources that he gives us. So first he brings the Zayr. And it says in the Zayr, The command the Yadal ishtadla baraisa. V'lai ishtadla 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 A person who knows how to learn Torah and he doesn't, so he's chayv misa. That's also the mission of Rukhavis. But a person who doesn't learn is chayv misa. V'lai oit ele diyan v'nalei ola da'ara v'shibur abisha. But not only that, but rather in place of where he should have occupied himself with learning Torah, Hashem... Uh, now replaces that with other things which are going to occupy him, other things which are going to, so to speak, uh, force him to be involved in them. And he brings the Pazak in Yusachar, it says, Sheikh uh, Yusachar did bend his shoulder, so to speak, to accept the yoke of Torah, but if not, he would have been Vayhil Masavid. And that, as Zara says, Man, a person who refuses to bend his shoulder to accept the yoke of Torah. So by him it will be by the mass over, he'll have to pay tax, he'll have to work hard, which means those two things, the old Malchus, which is his obligations to the king, and all Derecher is the obligation to make a Parnassah and to have to work, 
that replaces, so to speak, uh, the time he would have spent learning Torah now becomes something that he has to be involved in these things. That's his first nukah. He brings from Halach as well. is part of paying taxes. Why? Because the tax we're talking about was the tax which was used to pay for the guard, to pay for the watchman, to pay for the person who protect the city. And that Tamil Chacham don't need to be protected, they're protected by the Torah, and therefore why should they have to pay for the expense of a God? They don't need that protection. And that's why even if there would be, uh, everybody would have to chip in to pay, so to speak, for the security necessary, Tamil Chacham don't have to contribute. They don't need to be protected, they have the security of the Torah. Now this is the second point. The first thing he mentioned was that a person that learns Torah the all malchus, which means the responsibility to do things for the king or to take care of Parnassah are removed from him. And now we see a second point, and that is that the Torah provides a person with security, and therefore he doesn't have to pay tax, or he doesn't have to pay whatever levies they're going to be, which are going to be used to pay for security, for defense, for an army, whatever it might be. Two separate points. We have to see what the common thread is between them. And lastly, the third source he gives, the Tanad Ve'eliyahu, where it says, Kol Tamil Chacham She'oisek Patayrah B'chol Yom Tamid. A Tamil Chacham is Oisek in learning Torah every day, always. In other words, that's his constant occupation. B'shvil Ha'arbis Kvot Shemayim, and only that his motivation is to be Marbe Kvot Shemayim, he's not doing it for any other ulterior motive. E'enoi Tzarech Lo'i Charev Lo'i Chanis. He doesn't need a sword, he doesn't need a shield, he doesn't need a spear. Why? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hashem is watching him. So this reiterates the point we saw in the Gemara. And that is, Tamil Chacham are protected because of learning Torah. And if they don't need to pay for physical protection. But then he says it even more graphically. And he says in Peretran's video, If the person's learned to speak him, the Torah, so, so he has one angel looking after him. If he's learned the whole Tanakh, he has two Malachim looking at him. And he brings the Pasuk to Neymar, Hashem will instruct his Malachim to look after you. That's in the plural. If a person's learned in Tanakh, and he's learned the Midrashim, the Shas, which is the full gamut of Torah knowledge, he doesn't need any malachim because Hakadosh Baruch Hu Mesham Rebatsme. Then Hashem watches himself. Shnei Hashem Shemrech. Hashem is going to be the one to watch you. So we have here the idea that if a person learns Torah, but it's completely not just learns Torah, he's makabel the all of Torah, which means he has a responsibility to learn Torah, and therefore is a, a constant occupation in learning Torah. So then, uh, he's Hashem removes from him. The first thing we saw is the Al Malchus of all Derecheretz, and also Hashem protects him. Hashem protects him, and based on how much he's learned, is how much he's protected. That's the aside that the Rebbe has brought us from the various sources he did. And now we have to try and understand what, firstly, the meaning of that, and why a person who learns Torah is able to go to these levels of protection.
So I want to give a marshal, which I think can explain the point very well. A marshal from an army. Because generally the soldiers in the army, their job is to protect the king. <coughs> we understand that a soldier is there to fight, and uh, he's there to protect whether it's the king, the country, the citizens, whoever it is that he's meant to be protecting. And yes, the soldier is at risk of certain amounts, but that's the job of the army. The army is there, they're the, they're the defense force, and they're there to protect whoever it is that they're trying to protect. That's the normal situation. But there is a kind of soldier who not only is he not expected to protect the country, but rather every effort is made by the country to protect him. He's not the king, he's a soldier. And he has a job to do as part of an army. But the job he's doing is so important that he's going to get protected. He's never going to have to be the one, so to speak, on active guard duty. But rather he's going to be assigned people to protect him. And the reason for that is, is because the value of what he's doing is essential to the army. And once that's the case, so now he needs to be protected because of the importance of the job that he has. I was just thinking of a marshal for this. I remember this a article I read not long ago about during the Second World War. So the British army had a certain intelligence unit which was assigned to breaking the code of the Nazi, so to speak, signals so they'd be able to intercept enemy messages. And for that they had a special machine which they had a tremendous amount of uh, people to work on, to develop with the Enigma, to try and work it out. These were soldiers, they were a part of the British Army, they were an intelligence unit and they, their job was to crack the Nazi code, so to speak. But the important point is that they were put in a very safe place, it's called Bletchley Park, wherever that is out of London, and they were protected very why very well because that it was understood that what they were doing was critical to the success of the whole war. And therefore even though they were also soldiers, they were never called up to the front, they never had to hold the gun. They were protected, they were looked after, and they were given everything they needed because anything else would have taken away from their preoccupation with the job that they were meant to do. As you know, they succeeded and that made a big difference to the outcome of the war. Okay, that's the Masha. And the Nimshal is clear to understand. And that is, normally, a person who's a soldier, he's expected to fight. And he's expected to, to go to war, or to, to be on guard duty, whatever the case is. But when you're talking about a person who's learning terror, so then he's that he's in the category of that intelligence unit. He's the crack troops. He's the one who what he's doing is so important that a Kurdish world is not prepared to risk that. And if that's the case, so then he needs to be protected, not the other way around. And depending on how much terror he's learning, how much kedusha he's bringing into the world, is how much he's valued as a part of the army, how much is essential to the war effort, so to speak. And the war effort means our job in this world is Klai Yisrael, to bring Kedusha to this world. Our job in this world is Klai Yisrael, to bring a gili of Kod Shemayim. And the more that that person is doing with that, the more valuable he is. And if that's the case, it's Pashat. He doesn't have to protect himself. He's going to be protected. The intelligence units, as we said before, they were never expected to, so to speak, stand outside with guns to protect themselves. They were protected by regular soldiers. What they're doing is too important.
And similarly, a person is learning Torah. What he's doing is so important, he doesn't need to be protected. On the contrary, HaKadosh Baruch is protecting him. And I was thinking that with this, you saw it, we can explain it very, very well in the <coughs> But it just gives a little bit more of an explanation. We know that the Roman Emperor's nephew, his name was Unculus, and he converted to become a Yid. And we know that his uncle, the Emperor, was fuming that uh, part of his family would convert to the vanquished Jewish people, and he sent group after group of soldiers to try and force him to come back. And one group, he told him, don't even speak to him. Because in the past, Unculus had managed to convert the soldiers to, to convert as well. Just drag him back to the room. So the soldiers come, and as they taking him out of the house, he reaches up to kiss the mezuzah. What's that? So the Gemara tells us, Unculus told them, he said, well, you're soldiers. What's your job? Uh, to be outside the palace protecting the king, or to be inside the king protecting too? So they laughed at him, of course. What's the question? Our job is the soldiers. We're the ones standing outside. Well, we're there to protect the king. So Unkara says the symbol of the mezuzah is the other way around. And that is Hashem is the Shemir Dalsus Israel. We are inside and Hashem is outside, so to speak. That's the mezuzah which is protecting us. And now we can just add another explanation to that. And that is the mezuzah is a parish in the Torah. And that is this Israel over here. That when Kai Israel are learning Torah, so then they're soldiers, but that what they're doing is so valuable, they need to be protected. And if, even if it means Hashem's one is going to protect them, but that was necessary for the war effort. Hashem protects them so they're able to learn. There's a group of soldiers who get protected. And obviously, what that's what spoke to the soldiers who were trying to arrest Unkelos, and they agreed to convert as well. So that's how you say it. How you say it is that the reason why Rabban and Leibayin and Tirusa uh, don't need to be protected is because of the importance of what they're doing. The importance of what they're doing is such that Hashem is not going to risk, so to speak, uh, what they're achieving. If someone else could affect them, he's going to be the one to protect them. Now, the second, that's the first point. And uh, we saw, depending on how much uh, they've learned, that's how valuable they are, that's how much Shmira Hashem gives them. That was the one point we see of the value of the Torah. The second point we brought was that they put it from all mouths and all their And the same applies. The same you cite. Which means because they're so valuable to what, in what they're achieving, because of that, what they're achieving is so important, so then for them to, them to have to waste their time with all malchus, with all their herds, taking care of other things, is going to interfere with the, what they are going to, what they were meant to be doing. And to give the example I said before, if that, that intelligence unit would also have to make sure to cook their own food and to take care of other things, that this is a distraction. It's taking them away from what they're meant to be doing, which is what was what was a much more important job. And therefore here also, if a person is makabal all Torah, so what he's doing is so valuable that HaKadosh Baruch is going to be maybe anything else in all that he's able to learn. That's what the Zari brought before. And that is if a person is vayet shikh mayr if he agrees to accept the all of Torah. So then everything other, every other all is removed from him. That was the mind of Shevet Yisach. They were willing to accept that responsibility to Torah. And when that's the case, so then there's no other all. Now that's something which we have to understand. What does it mean to accept the all of Torah? 
not just that a person who's learning, but there's a there's a so to speak a responsibility to undertake. What's that responsibility? So there's a point here which I think is a mockum we can all think about and get chizuk from and be mitchazik in, strengthen ourselves in, and that is that we makabel the all of Torah, which which enables a person to be on the level that Hashem takes every other all of him. We just saw. The reason for that is is because what he's doing is so valuable. What he's doing is so valuable that therefore every other all is going to interfere with his Torah. Learning. Which means the person that Hashem is going to protect from every other all is the person whose Torah learning is not meant to be interfered with. And then the most important thing for a person to do to be able to get to that level is primarily he's not going to interfere with his own Torah learning himself. Which means his Torah learning is something which is constant and something which is focused something which isn't disturbed. And now we see the value of uninterrupted, completely focused, continual Torah learning. Hashem will learn to continue the same way. But if the way a person learns is that he interrupts himself for other things, so then of course he's not going to deserve the special Anhogava Kodesh Baruch which will prevent it from any interruption. Just like that intelligent unit, which is going to be shielded from everything going on around them. They have no idea what's happening at the home front. They have no idea what's happening overseas. They focus primarily on what they're doing. That's what's important. That's what's going to take up their whole their whole thoughts and their whole concentration on all their waking moments. Then, if a person learns Torah like that, then they deserve to be shielded from everything else. Because learning Torah without interruption is a special is a much more focused. It's a much greater connection to Torah. And when a person tries to learn like that, that's all of Torah he accepts, then Hashem will ensure that nothing else will interfere, so he'll be able to do it. But if the way a person learns is he interrupts himself to find out what's going on, to get updates, to hear what happens, so then his Torah is Torah which is already part of being disturbed the whole time. So then for sure he's not going to be Zaycha, he's not going to deserve a Shmir al so to speak, the special level that Hashem will protect him from anything which will disturb his Torah. I remember when I was in Yeshiva. So then a Shach was the God of Ladar and he was always the one who used to, so to speak, give chizuk to the Yeshivas. And his pet, so to speak, topic, you can call it that. What he used to complain about the Yeshivas, remember this was in a world before smartphones or even regular cell phones or anything else. But his oft repeated complaint against the Yeshivas is Barkham shouldn't be reading newspapers. And he wasn't talking about secular newspapers or non-Jewish newspapers. He was talking about the Ated Neumann, which was the Frum newspaper at the time, which he himself was in charge of. And he always said that the biggest problem is the Khorban and Bakhmari newspapers. What's so bad? What was so terrible? <coughs> there was nothing inappropriate. There was nothing wrong. But the point he always made was, if you're sitting in Yeshiva learning, you're not meant to disturb yourself to find out what's going on in the world around you. It's irrelevant. And really the newspaper means that I'm interrupting my Torah to hear what's happening in the world, to know what's going on. And then it's no longer the level of old Torah, that a person's accepted the old of Torah, which separates him from anything else. That was the way clients should have accepted the Torah, like we said in the Midbar. In the Midbar they were shielded by the non covered. They had no idea of the politics in the countries around them. They didn't need to know anything what was going on in the world. They were in a place where they could focus entirely and exclusively on Torah. And then I was left to the Sanhagin. And when a person wants to do the same, 
is in, is in a yeshiva, is in a place where you can block out everything else. All I know about is the sugi I'm learning. I go to sleep thinking about a rashman, I wake up thinking about a rashman. Whatever else it's going to be, that's a person who's zeichel to this one. It's a person whose Torah is so valuable that Hashem is going to protect him with nothing disturbs him. But when a person wants to read the paper, he wants to know what's going on. He wants to be involved in things happening in the world, so then he's no longer on that level. He no longer deserves the Hanhagah that Hashem stepping in to prevent him knowing to begin being disturbed because he's disturbing himself. So yes, does the Hanhagah still apply today? Can a person still be on that level that he doesn't need protection? That he doesn't need to be involved in anything? But HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes care of all his needs, HaKadosh Baruch Hu protects him the whole time in order to enable him just to learn. Do those, so to speak, special units of Torah exist? Yes. But what does a person need to do to enter such a unit? That's the old Torah. The old Torah that a person, like you said, in Lashon HaVshachayim, was his makab himself to learn a chol yom tamid. All day, every day. And that's all. To the exclusion of everything else. But he doesn't want to know what's going on. He doesn't want to know anything else. All, all that interests him is his Torah. Then that's the way that a person becomes on that level of being makab with old Torah. And like the Mishnah says, Hashem will be maybe from him. Hashem will remove from him the old malchus and the old arrogance. The responsibilities to what other people want him to do, the responsibility is to uh, take care of things in this world. He's, he's in a level where he's being looked after for, and he's being protected directly by Hashem. Why? In order to enable him to learn Torah like that. As much as the person commits himself to taking on the responsibility to the altar with his, all his strength, that's how much Hashem will protect him from all the tears of this world. That special divine protection rests on him, not only for the protection, but also for what he needs. He can like a son who can ask his father for anything. Once again, the reason, because what he's doing is so important that if you'd be distracted by trying to take care of other things he needs, it would cause him to lose focus on his Torah. And therefore, whatever he needs, Hashem does for him. If a person has Torah, Hashem provides all his needs for him, that way they don't interfere with him. And that's what he brings from this Chazal. And there's one last important uh, point here that needs to be understood. It falls into the same category. And that is that the most loyal, the most valuable soldiers, so to speak, in Hashem's army are the people who are learning Torah constantly. And it's so valuable that HaKadosh Baruch himself looks after them. HaKadosh Baruch will give them anything that they need or anything that's important so that they're going to be able to learn Torah constantly. So the first point we said already, and that is, that it's only the person who isn't going to get interrupted from his Torah. He's going to be focused exclusively on his Torah, and he doesn't try to interrupt himself. On the contrary, he tries to shield himself from any interruption. Then his Zaycha also says, that Hashem will shield him from any distraction. That's the first point. But there's a second point here also. And that is, we said that if a person is on that level, HaKadosh Baruch Baruch does for him what he wants. Now, that's in the context of the things that he wants, and without that, it'll, he'll have to 
so to speak, interactive Torah to deal with. But if you're talking about a person who's looking to enjoy other things, we're talking about a person who's looking for other things which he wants because he's going to focus on them and they're going to take up some of his concentration or some of his time. So then of course that's not the person who's zaycha to this level of time. It's understood. If that becomes, when there are other things like that that are important to a person, that just interferes with his ability to connect to Torah. If we're talking about Oysa Echefta, we're talking about those kind of chafotzim, those kind of things that a person wants, that he needs, that uh, because they're necessities. But it's not the kind of thing a person is going to focus on, and therefore when he gets them, they become something which is not important to him. Whereas if we say Echefta, which is something that a person wants, which is now going to become uh, focus, now going to be something a person is going to involve himself in doing, so then that's getting that thing, so to speak, is just more distracting to his story than it's helpful. So for example, if a person has a family, he needs his family to be healthy, he needs them to have food to eat, whatever it is, and that's what he's able to do. Right? So Hefza is that Hashem takes care of all his family's needs. When Hashem does do that, so now he's free to sort of know. Whereas if Hefza means that a person is looking for things because he wants to enjoy them, and now that he gets them, he's going to focus on enjoying them, then giving him those things is itself a distraction from his Torah. That's not in the category of Hashem Naisa Lei Hefza. Just to give an example of what, this, what I mean. There was a certain well-meaning person that he felt that, you know, on the one hand, it's true that so many people went to fight, and we, there were so many organizations looking to give them a range things for soldiers and food for soldiers and other things for soldiers. And this person thought that the Maisa, what's the strength of Kaisha, is the people sitting and learning Torah. And therefore, instead of donating money to provide things for soldiers, I would rather donate money to give things to Bachrim. So this person decided what he was going to do was he was going to give food or whatever other things it was to and bring a parcel of uh, Nash and other goodies to all the yeshivas for the Bachrim to eat. Which was a nice idea. But what happened was one afternoon, arrives in the yeshiva, this huge parcel of food with drinks and uh, all different kinds of snacks and uh, for the bachim sitting and learning. And what did it cause? That all the bachim and the bachim were sitting and learning went outside to eat. So in that way it's sad to speak, well-meaning, but it's, it had the opposite effect. Rather than encouraging people to learn more, it actively took them out of the bachim just because they wanted to eat. If that's the chefza that a person has, that Hashem wants him, and he wants Hashem to give him because he's learning Torah, then for sure that's not something he's going to get, because it's something which is, if he achieves it, he's just going to distract him from Torah. The Chavetz Chaim talks about this. People want money. And they think if they learn, Hashem will give them whatever they want. Well, is that money going to help a person learn, that now he doesn't have to think about anything else and he can focus on Torah? Well, now that a person has money, that gives him things to enjoy and that gives him things to focus on, how to use his money, how to enjoy his money, how to spend his money, how to invest his money. Well, if that's the case, then of course, that's not something that he's going to get for learning Torah. Because then all it's doing is helping him distract himself. That's what we don't say in that case, naturally, Chapter. Rather, it's the person who has the old Torah and he has a what he wants is something which is in order to enable him not to interrupt this Torah. And what he wants is those things which are going to enable him to learn with the little sanafish. That's when we say that HaKadosh Baruch will give him whatever he needs. But those things that a person wants, which if he gets them, are just going to cause him to get distracted. Other then it's much better he doesn't get them. Providing it to a person, is only going to destroy, destroy that level of connection to Torah that he had. Okay, so those are the two things we wanted to talk about.
Nevesh Chaim says that the Koyach Torah is that it can, number one, save a person, protect a person. And also, it's something which enables a person to, so to speak, be given whatever he wants without the normal channels of all Malchus and all Derech Why is it like that? Because the person who is Makabal the old Torah is the person who it's important enough to Hashem to give him everything he needs, to protect him in every way, you know, in, in order to enable him to learn. He's the soldier who's doing more by learning than anything else. And we made a, when there is that person, like I said, he's committed to learning uninterrupted. So then HaKadosh Baruch is going to enable him to continue to learn uninterrupted. That's the Maila of being Makabal Altair. And the converse we saw as well. And that is the person who doesn't Makabal Altair. He thinks it's too hard to have that commitment, to have that burden, to have that responsibility. It's not that he's going to now be able to enjoy himself. But the desire in the Midrash brought, both brought, and the Midrash mission as well. If a person is Perek Altair, if a person removes himself all of Altair, He's going to find there's so many other things which are going to occupy him, so many other things which he's going to have to be responsible for and take care of. He isn't even gaining in Olam Hazeh, so to speak, more time or more relaxation or more enjoyment by not focusing on Torah. And that's really the point of the Gemara. The Gemara says that all people were made to work. <coughs> Hashem didn't create people just to relax, to do nothing. People were made with, and uh, the Matthias is that people have to work in, whether, in whatever way it's going to be. The responsibilities they have, the jobs they have to take care of. And fortunate is the person whose work is in Torah. Because besides the fact that that means that he's protected and saved from any other distress or any other distraction, he also gains so much. He spends his time in Torah. And the person who isn't committing himself to learning Torah, as the Zara said, if he's not, Bending his shoulders, so to speak, to all of Torah, then by he the mass of it. He's going to find himself working for the king. He's going to find himself involved in taking care of other things instead of that. And uh, it's not his, so it means he's not going to gain from not accepting the, uh, the yoke of Torah.